It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. Welcome to The Rendezvous. Happy Monday night. It is Simon and Angie. Hello, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, la belle Angie Taylor. Bonjour. Hello. Hello. Looking so we, good. Thank you. And you are always looking good as well. We are all about love and dating and romance on this show. We have our romantic French expert, Simon Marcel. And we have our American realist. To yes. keep me in line, Angie Taylor. Ooh, keep you in line. Crack that whip. Crack that yeah. whip. <laughs> if I go so, too romantic. It, oh, no. I mean, romance is an amazing thing. Um, sometimes I'm here to, like, you know, uh, bring reality to light, and it's sobering <laughs> and not so fun. Speaking of sobering, Simon, yeah. um, we had an email that came in to simonandangie.com uh, from a guy named Steve, and I, I insisted on having him call into the show with this question because it reminded okay. me of you. And, How so? Uh, well, I know you don't drink. I don't. And so, you know, dating is very social. And most of the time it's at a restaurant, a bar, a lounge, something like that, where mm-hmm. there's cocktails involved. Mm-hmm. And it can be a little bit difficult to navigate that if you are someone who drinks, who doesn't uh, want to be with someone who is clean and doesn't drink at all or vice mm-hmm. versa. Mm-hmm. So I want to get your take from our listener, Steve, when we come back about... Being someone who is completely sober and yep. goes on dates with women or men and they want to have cocktails, maybe they think you're weird because you don't. How do you handle that? And can you date someone if you're sober that doesn't drink at all, doesn't touch booze? It's a great question. Yeah, because I know you have some issues with that and I understand that. And I know a lot of other people do as well, mm-hmm. uh, regardless if you're recovering or if you've just never been into alcohol. I mean, there's several yeah. shades of gray there. So let's let's talk about that and we'll talk to Steve when we come back next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. Our website is simonandangie.com. We get emails all the time. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I understand people just want to stay an email question, and Simon and I will answer those questions for you about dating. Yes, dating, love, romance. However, this email we got from Steve, who is listening on now 105.1 in Urbandale, Iowa. Simon really struck me because of the context, and I'll tell you. Hey, Steve, are you there? Here. Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. Bonjour. So basically, bonjour. yes, <laughs> bonjour. So basically, <laughs> this email struck me because it reminded me of Simon. So please describe your situation, and I want Simon to uh, answer your question. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you this question because I, I heard that Simon doesn't drink, and um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's definitely the same thing as a part of my life. Um, I, I went on a date. And being a non-drinker, I just—it's just a personal life choice. No, no reason. No, you're not in recovery. I, you're not uh, no. an addict. Okay, got you. No, neither am I. By the way, drink. Yeah, and so I went out on a date with, with this uh, woman, and I—I I really, I liked her, um, but she, you know, she gave me kind of a hard time about the fact that I don't drink. You know, we sat down at like a cafe restaurant type of thing, and. Um, you know, I she ordered a, an alcoholic drink, and I just chose something non-alcoholic. You know, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think it's a big deal. You know, for me, I don't mention it ahead of time because for me, it's so arbitrary to. You know, it's just like, oh, by the way, I don't like chocolate ice cream. You know, I, yeah, I don't like why would it. you mention it? Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So, but she made kind of a big deal about it, and kind of made me feel bad for making that life choice, and. 
So I just want to know, I, don't, I mean, is this a person that I should continue to date or is it, are we just not on the same wavelength? Steve, you said she made you feel bad. And tell us how. Well, she was just uh, sort of sarcastic about it, I guess. Um, just like made you I feel mean, embarrassed because you weren't drinking? Yeah, she made, she made it seem like, you know, I was le- less of a man or something because I don't drink. Or uh, it was just unfathomable to her that someone wouldn't drink, I guess. Mm-hmm. Listen, I mean, on both, you know, I've never been drunk in my life because my grandmother was an alcoholic. And so she warned me about this. And I've never been drunk ever in my life. So I've been in your shoes, and here's the rule I have, okay? So I don't tell people what to do. Don't tell me what to do. I don't tell you don't drink. Don't tell me uh, drink. But there is right. something key, and I'm you know, in my late 40s. The lifestyle is huge in relationships. It's different. Yeah. If you have a lifestyle that is totally different, it's going to be very difficult to overcome it. If you ask somebody who uh, drinks and or would do other things and you're not into it, it's very difficult to overcome that. Let me ask uh, Steve, and I agree with you, Simon, a thousand percent. The lifestyle is very different. If Have you ever dated women who have drank and not made you feel bad about being a non-drinker? Absolutely. I mean, for some girls, it really wasn't an issue. Maybe it was kind of weird at first, but it just didn't. Okay. You know, they went about their business. I went about mine. That's the difference, don't you think, Simon, is the fact that she was insulting about it, that she makes him feel pressure about it? Absolutely. I think she's 100% wrong. Uh, but she gave you a great nugget. She showed you what's important to her. She owned it, and she didn't have to insult you. That was silly and, and, and unnecessary. It was unnecessary. But she gave you the answer of date or dump, or you want to stay with her. No, I don't think you guys should stay together. No. It's not going to work out. Because, Angie, just like for me, seeing people inebriated is a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling for people who love to drink to see somebody totally sober all the time feel stiff to them. Agree. Really? Yeah, all right, Steve? You make a good point. You make a very good point. Thank you so much. It's, You're it's, so it's, welcome. Thanks for calling us, Steve. Thanks, thanks yes. for calling us, Stephen. And we appreciate it. You know what? It. You have to agree that when you love somebody, you love them for who they are no matter what. And vice versa. So there we go, yes. Simon. And so that's... We, we said dump on this one, Steve. Dump. All right, Au revoir. Steve. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you so much, Steve. More of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie when we come back. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We just had our caller on the line, Steve, who was talking about the fact that he's dating a girl who drinks... He does not drink at all for no other reason. He just doesn't like it. And she was giving him a hard time, which I don't think is cool no matter what. Yeah. And uh, I know you had a question for me, Simon. Yeah, you're, question, not a, you're a non-drinker as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just by choice, not, you know, because I'm in the program. But it comes to me, I listen, I know you kind of like to drink your wine. Uh, well, you like what do you mean the red kind wine. of? I am a wino and I make no... <laughs> okay. Apologies you, for it. Yes, you don't I'm have a to, exactly. You don't have, okay, and then you like to party. <laughs> you know, you like that lifestyle, and and, and that's yes. part of your charm. All right. Have you ever been in the situation opposite to Steve? So you're the one who loves to party, the red wine, the vino. Have you ever dated a guy really like a guy who was like me or Steve? And how did you deal with that? I have. I actually dated a guy that didn't drink at all, and mm-hmm. didn't really have a problem with me drinking. And in social situations here and there. Okay. But I, I always did feel um, a little bit on guard because if I had more than one or two, there mm-hmm. would be a look. Even if we were at a party, even if it was a, my birthday, there would be a look. There would be like, oh, oh, my God, how much are you going to drink tonight? Where I felt very judged. Yes. And I don't 
ever, like, I'm a woman that hates feeling like I'm a little kid by anyone. If it's my boss, if it's my friends, if it's my husband, boyfriend, anybody. If you tell me what to do, that's where you lose me. Because We know you, that. <laughs> yes. If you tell me how many are you going to drink, then I'm the one that's going to be like, shots for everybody. I'll show you how much I can drink now. So, cool. Simon, when we come, yeah, when we come back, I want to talk more about dating, love, and relationships. Um, I have an email that I want to get to with you that came okay. into simonandangie.com. That's next when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for listening tonight to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, there's this thing online right now about uh, a guy who had a rental car mm-hmm. um, and found this list that was just sitting in the car of relationship rules he found um, <laughs> from some girl about her man. And I have to tell you some of these. Okay. And I want to know about relationship rules that you might have been given in your relationship or maybe you issued the rules. 855-905-8255. I'm looking for ridiculous ones, though, because this is ridiculous, Simon. Let's let me read them. you some of these and let me know if you would adhere to any of these rules. Okay. Um, you are not to have single girls' phone numbers. That would be a hard rule. That would be what? A hard rule. We have friends, right? Yes. We have single yes. friends. Not realistic, right? You are not to follow any single girls on social media. Crazy. Ridiculous. Um, you are not to hang out with your friends more than two times a week. I can deal with that. If, if two, nights, two nights a week? Or you think, but why does that... it have to be a rule? Like, sometimes it won't be at all during a week. Sometimes there's birthdays and events and a softball game, whatever it is. It's going to be more than two times a week. Some weeks, I would think. Then what? Okay, all right. I don't like a rule. I don't like a number on it that I have to. Well, I don't like an exact number that I have to adhere to. Like, do I have to pick and choose? What if my two best friends have a birthday in one week and then another friend is having a baby shower? I can't go to her baby shower. So, Simon. That's control. It's control, exactly. But I want to hear, because I know in relationships, sometimes you get these crazy rules set on you. I don't like these rules, like you're living with your parents. This is supposed to be somebody you're in a relationship with. Yeah, exactly. 855-905-8255. Simon, let's take some calls next. Mm -hmm. When we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, you heard this crazy thing that I found online. Mm-hmm. Um, this man that found relationship rules in this used car, and it's now viral all over the internet because he couldn't believe some of them. Like, you're not to look at a single girl. Do not take longer than 10 minutes to text me back. You're not to hang out with your friends more than twice a week. These are crazy. So let's go to the phones. 855-905-8255. We have a call right now on 101.5 listening at the river in Toledo, Ohio. Here's Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Hey. Hey, what's going on, guys? Bonjour. How are you? Bonjour. Bonjour. Thanks for calling the rendezvous. So you heard this list that we were talking about, Simon and I. What sort of things, do you have any stories about this? Have you done this? Has a girl done this to you? What weird rules? Yeah, this is is actually uh, pretty familiar. You know, the the first question I I might ask a, a, a guy friend of mine, if he ever showed me a list like this that his girlfriend uh, gave him, I would say, are you supposed to be in before the streetlights come on? Seriously, because I mean, it's like something you know your parents I mean? would is, tell this you. This is not a girlfriend. This is a, a mother. Yeah. This is a mother. And there's nothing oh, there's nothing that kills. I, I see this all the time with my guy friends. 
that are stuck in this this social norm of being that lovable loser that's standing there in front of the store while she's shopping, holding her purse, you know? <laughs> like like, uh, like, like Simon it. said, that guy. Right. And that the girls are always like, you see them in the movies, and they're always... The bossy talking thing. Talking bad about yeah. their husbands. It's the worst. And uh, listen, I even, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, Brandon, I have a thing with my husband where I'm afraid to say anything because I don't want to come off as a naggy wife or the, the boss in, in the relationship. I mean, right. e- even if my complaint is valid, I'll even step back because I'm like, ooh, I'm going to sound like that wife and I never want to be that wife. Have you had girls in your life or, or whatever? Absolutely. Um, try Absolutely. to give you, well, what kind of rules you know, were they? It's just rules like uh, I, I need to call or text and let her know what I'm doing and who I'm with. And it's just kind of like, you know, when you're younger and uh, you're kind of a sucker for the whole having sex thing and all that stuff, uh, it, it, it sounds reasonable, I guess. Or maybe if it doesn't sound reasonable, you're at least willing to put up with it because the girl's got the sex and it's the guy's job to get the sex from the girl, right? But as you get older and that becomes less important and you start seeing, like, this is not a fair trade at all. It's not a fair this is, trade. This is your, you're giving up your freedom. You're giving up your, your right to be an adult and Simon, somebody mother you. Simon, have you been in this relationship, Simon, with any women that have tried to put rules on you? And how do men handle – and women, because, listen, women, okay. we are in those situations too. You can't wear this when you go out. I don't want you to hang out with this type of girl because I think she's skanky and I think you're going to do something. Yes. I don't want you to go to a club. It's I don't want you equally, to wear – Yeah, yeah so yeah, how do you handle these situations? I, and personally, I don't handle it very long and very well because I'm not one to be told really what to do. So I like compromise. I like conversation. I don't like the rule that the since rule. I'm 18, the rule and the ruling and then the mm-hmm. controlling. And so, no, thank you. I prefer a conversation and an agreement or disagreement. Because we're grown-ups. Hi. Absolutely. And to your point, it's true. There is many men that are way too controlling to their girlfriend and wives. And there is many wives and girlfriends that are too controlling. Sure. In the name of I love you, we make people do things that we should never do things or ask from them things that are ridiculous. I want to ask right. Simon and, and Brandon, thank you so much for calling. But Simon, I want to ask about this idea of permission because I always hear guys say, oh, I got to ask the wife this oh, or, yes, or my girlfriend's girlfriend say, oh, I got to ask my husband or my boyfriend if he's cool with this. I'm like, we're asking permission what do you feel about the permission thing? Um, and how should that be worded? Because, yes, there's a thing about letting somebody know what you want to do. And then there's another thing about asking straight up permission. So, Brandon, thank you so much for calling the rendezvous. Yeah, thanks, Brandon, a lot. Have a good night. Take care, guys. Thank you so much. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you for calling. More of that, the control, the permission, and that whole word. I hate it. The hall pass. Do I get a hall pass tonight to go out? It's like, what? Are we 12? <laughs> That's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So we're talking about asking permission now in relationships to do things because nothing aggravates me more than Mm -hmm. when I hear women call our show or my other show and say, well, you know, I wanted to go do this this weekend. And I asked my husband and he's like, no, because he doesn't like the girl. I'm like, why are you asking permission? Simon, I want to know from you as a man Mm -hmm. in a relationship. Let's say you and I are married. Okay. Okay. We're, We're married. And I say to you, hey, I want to go with 
producer Jill. Jill said, let's go to Vegas. I'm like, woo, I want to go to Vegas. Hey, Simon, I'm going to go to Vegas this weekend with Jill. Mm -hmm. How would you react to that? Would you be like, go have fun, have a great time? Or would you be like, why didn't you ask me if you could go to Vegas, whatever? No, I, I would say have a great time. Like, you know, and I know Jill. So I would be totally, you inform me would be enough. You passing the information is all I need. I That's... like to be in the known. I don't like to be in the unknown. What would be terrible is not the fact that you would not ask permission. You shouldn't ask permission. Is right. that you would, you'd be calling me from Vegas and say, Simon, I'm in I'm Vegas. Right. And yeah. I goes, then, then there is a problem. Simon, I want to I ask you what that really means. When you have to ask somebody permission, when you feel like, it's your mom. What does this really mean? Because that's I a dangerous you. pool. What I does it mean gonna, if you're I in a relationship? You. Yes, when you have to ask permission. I don't think it's healthy. I know, Simon, you have things to say when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, we've been talking about asking permission to do things yes. in relationships, which drives me crazy. I'll hear somebody <laughs> say, oh, my wife did this, so I have a hall pass next weekend. Like, why do you have to ask? And what does that really mean if you need to ask? Instead of saying, hey, are you cool if I do this this weekend? Or do you mind if I do this? Instead of saying... Hey, can I really go out to dinner with my girlfriends? Is that okay with you? What does it mean when you require, Simon, the person in your relationship to ask permission to do something? It really means that the person who requests the permission that you ask him or her, can I, has this insecurity not to be the first most important thing in your life. You must make sure I am 100% happy, satisfied first before you do anything else in your life. Don't you think I that's a control thing? Oh, totally, by the way. Yeah. It's totally, but some people feel very comfortable in that environment and need that too. So while you and I are not like that, I have friends of mine been married for a long time. They love that little game. They love it. It's, it's the safety? It's, what is it's it? The safe, it's what they've learned at home when they were little with their parents. It's Which the we're culture. not parents, and that's the thing. Like you don't want to be thought of as a mother when you're a woman in a in a but, marriage. The worst thing that your husband could say is stop being my mom. That's the worst. Absolutely, no, absolutely. But there is in some culture in America and other places where the role of mama and papi and all of that is extended to everything in life when you're that's together. Not good, Simon. When we come back, I want to do a bonjour, Simon Marcel ah. email. They okay. came into simonandangie.com. Somebody wants advice from our French romantic Simon Marcel on love, dating, and relationships. That's next on The Rendezvous. Thanks for listening. Tonight is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, 855-905-8255. If you want to comment on this love, dating, and relationship romance Email mm -hmm. that we have for our French romantic Simon Marcel. <laughs> so, okay. Thank Simon, you very much. yes, this email came into simonandangie.com. You can also send emails as well. A listener named Paula mm -hmm. in Kendrick, Texas on Mix 104.7. She says, Bonjour, Simon Marcel. I'm just trying to break into modeling. There's a big job coming for me that has me wearing swimsuits. Mm -hmm. My husband specifically told me that he's not comfortable with me showing so much skin, but I'm not doing anything wrong, and I cannot turn this money down. It's a great opportunity for me and him, 
We need the money. He's not working that much. Am I wrong for thinking this is too controlling? What should I do in this situation? Simon, she uh, says they need the money. He knows her job. Even though he said, I'm not comfortable with you in the swimsuits, they need the money. What should she do? She's not doing anything wrong, really. Paula, thanks for, for the email. I mean, the peace at home is the most important thing in your life. But to have peace at home, money also must come in. There's no romance without finance. I agree with Zenji that is a bit too controlling. What I offer you on this one is to invite him on the shoot. If, you know, you say, if he's so worried about this or that, say, listen, why don't you come with me bringing me support? Don't be controlling, be supportive. Come with me, honey. Be part of this experience. Modeling is a form of art. It's not unless you go really crazy, but otherwise it's very artsy, creative, and wonderful for fashion and all this. So come with me, honey, so that she, he can see that it's okay. And he will be fine. I think it's the fact that men imagine when you are modeling on the set, they're going to make you wear things that are too showing too much skin and all this. And so, I get that. And even so, if you so do, it doesn't mean well, you're doing anything wrong. You're not having sex with anyone. I, I, I agree with you, but you know, you, you and I are very open-minded. If Paula, you know, a man is not as open-minded, mm-hmm. I can see where that's coming from, an insecurity. So, you know, trust is equal love. When you need to gain the trust... Bring him to the experience. Bring I, I, him on the shot. A thousand percent, Simon. I agree that he needs to be a part of it to be yes. more comfortable. But what happens okay. if he comes to the shoot mm-hmm. and he goes ballistic? Like, I told you not to do this, blah, blah, blah. It ruins everything. It sounds like he's not very open as it is. He said he's not comfortable with it. And she brings him and he, and he busts it all open and now they have no money. What happens then? So I get that. But Paul, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's not going to do that. You're going to you know, talk about mm. it. Don't do that. It's a big check. Here's what we're going to do with the money. It's mm-hmm. our money. So I trust, I'm, you know, I'm usually a positive person, that he's not going to do that. If he does, then you guys need to go to a couple of therapy because there's a much bigger, deeper issue of insecurity that can rotten the whole relationship. Well, uh, there's always another shot. Don't you? Th- I'm sorry. Don't you think it's insecure already for him to say, "I'm not comfortable with you wearing a swimsuit"? It's already insecure. He knows she's a model. She's not going to be modeling burlap socks. Like eventually, there's going to be swimsuit models. There's going to be gown models. There's going to be maybe burlap sack models. There's going to be everything in between. It just seems like an insecurity on his part. And when he's not bringing in money right now, it seems very controlling and insecure on his part. Uh, agreed. What you don't know scare you when you are insecure. Sure. So that's why really bringing him in is going to take away the unknown and hopefully take away the insecurity. He'll be fine. He'll have fun on the set. He might want to go again, actually. So I he would might. say bonne chance, Paula. I'm not too worried if it, you invite makes, him in. Yeah, it makes me a little nervous that he's saying from the jump that he doesn't want her to be in swimsuits and she's supposed to say to him, well, I have a swimsuit shoot. Will you come with me? I feel like he'll completely shut it down and be like, I'm not going with you and you're not going either. What should she do? What should Paula do? How should she approach this situation with her husband who's saying no way? 855-905-8255. That's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for listening tonight. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, we're going off this email we got from Paula in Texas saying, hey, I'm trying to break into modeling. There's a huge job that has me wearing swimsuits. My husband specifically told me I'm not down with that, but I'm not doing anything wrong. I can't turn it down. We need the money. What should I do? 
let's go to the phone, see what our listeners have to say. 855-905-8255. Listening right now on Mix 93.1 in Springfield, Massachusetts. Let's say hi to Tori. Hey, Tori. Bonjour. Hi, how are you guys? Good. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour, Tori. We are so good. What do you have to say about Paula and what she should do? I 100% agree with Simon. I think he, he mentioned that, you know, insecurities are fed by a lack of information. And it, we, I mean, we don't know for sure, but I think if she gives him as much information as possible and really see, to see how it works and to see what it's like for her on set. And hopefully she's obviously being treated with respect and professional. Um, and it should ease any insecurities he has. I've been in a situation too, where my boyfriend has this like poker night with his co-workers and I'm like you know you guys stay out so late you know there's no way you hang out with your co-workers that late and then they had like a couple's version of it and I see it's like a, a, they're having a riot time and it's a long game and you <laughs> yes. see that they're just really drinking yeah they're BSing no yep so I want to ask you the question Paula, if you can hold on for one second and I want to ask you this the question that I asked Simon too what is she supposed to do when we come back, what is she supposed to do if she says, hey, I'm going to this. It is it is a swimsuit shoot. I know you're against it. And he says, oh, hell no. We are not going. Shut it down right now. I want your opinion when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for listening. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We've been talking about this email, Simon, that we got from Paula in Texas. Yes. Trying to break into modeling, saying, mm-hmm. hey, my husband says I don't want you wearing swimsuits, but the big swimsuit thing has come through for her, and she's not sure what she should do. They need the money. He's uncomfortable. You and I both agreed. Bring him with you. Yes. But we, we have our caller on the line, Tori, listening in Springfield, Massachusetts. Thanks, Tori, listening on Mix 93.1. And you agree with us as well. But my question for both of you, Tori and Simon, what does she do? Because I know she's going to say to him, okay, I want you to come with me. It is a swimsuit shoot. He shoots it down right away and says, no, I told you point blank, no swimsuits. Because I can, in my head... Remember dudes that are like, no, so no, you're not even doing it. Don't even think about it. What should she do, Tori? Should she go ahead and just do it? You know, I, I fortunately, I don't think I've been in a situation where it's just like someone tries to make a hard stance on something like that. Yeah. But nothing is ever just about money. And so for her wanting to pursue this, it sounds like she, you know, really wants a career in modeling. And she, of might, course. Not be, she might have to stand up for herself. Mm -hmm. And let him know, you know, hey, this is for us, but it's also for me. Like, this is something that I want with my life and Mm -hmm. and demand that type of respect, because if she doesn't do it now, I feel like it's just like a cookie crumbling. It'll only get worse. I'm encouraging women also to uh, to stand up for themselves. That's the way I've been educated by my mom. Go ahead. So, you know, women up and stand up, ladies. Woman up. Sack up. I agree with you, Simon. I agree with you. And how, Simon, your mother has taught me a lot, too. (laughs) And I want to talk about that when we come back. Thank you so much, Tori, for calling and listening to The Rendezvous. We appreciate you, babe. Thanks, Tori, and have a good night. More of The Rendezvous when we come back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. I am Angie Taylor. So, Simon, we uh, had a lot of conversations tonight about 
you know, standing up for yourself as a woman and maybe nagging and all these mm-hmm. different things. And with our last conversation, it led us to a talk about your mom, who Elizabeth. I, I, yeah, Elizabeth. And I want uh, our listeners to know um, we are a show about love and dating and romance and all of that. And Simon, you are a French romantic. Your mother is a foremost feminist in the world. And in this day and time, mm-hmm. your mother is a beacon of light for Thank you very women. Much. It, Thank it, you. it really is true. And I have been reading her book, The Conflict. I am a mom. It's yeah. all about um, you know the conflict that women have versus stay at home versus going to work and the guilt and all of that. And she's so brilliant. And um, I don't think Thanks, our listeners know about all of this. And she's been such an influence in your life. And maybe you could shed a little bit of light on and how she's shaped you as a man in relationships and how you treat women. So thank, thank you, Andrew, for the kind word for my mother, uh, you know, uh, Elizabeth, uh, who, who really, and I want to share that story she shared with me. When she was 17, 18, my grandfather, who was a tycoon in advertising, said to her, well, uh, after you finish, you know, your graduation, come work with me in advertising and, and I'll take care of you and nothing will happen. And she goes, absolutely not that. You think women don't have a brain for themselves that I'm just going to do what you did? And this is her standing up to her own father. Uh, yeah, her own father who was a tycoon, somebody wow. really respectable and a tycoon. And then she said to him face to face, you know, her with her blue eyes and his blue eyes, she said, listen, I'm going to go study philosophy, psychology, psychology. And sociology. And he goes, what are you gonna, how much money are you going to make with all that? And he said, it doesn't matter. That's what I want to do, Dad. And she did. And so that was the first time she stood up to her father, who was a major figure. Later on, all her life, she has fought for women's rights in terms of equal pay when you make the same job and everything else. And she's won many fights. Mm. Uh, th- then she married my dad. They have a big difference of age. And, and I've seen them debate. Okay, My mother is a great debater. So is my father. She never backs down. Talking about a strong person, she never backs down. But it's always with respect, sense of humor, and kindness. Mm-hmm. And, and, and she has shaped my vision of relationships because of that ability to have a dialogue with no war, no insult. Never once my mother has disrespected my dad or vice versa. I th- and that I think has changed my life. I think she's shaped how you view an attractive woman as well because one of the things you've always said to me and you've said on this show on the rendezvous that you want a woman that challenges your brain that stimulates your mind that is strong yes. independent and your mother became the the uh, model of what a perfect woman is a beautiful woman is an amazing woman a brilliant woman Thank you, Ajit. Thank you for the kind words for her. Yes. So she has maybe elevated the bar in a way. Yes. Uh, and it took me years of therapy to understand that this bar was for <laughs> my father and I would should leave my mom and, and her special uniqueness in my heart to where she's at and find my own woman because you learned that in therapy. You know, you got to give up on the idea that, you know, your mom is the ultimate uh, uh, woman. So she's the ultimate mother for me. She's an extraordinary woman as a writer and a feminist. Oh, but one thing I've learned, and that's why maybe now I'm not such a mama's boy as I was mm-hmm. in my 20s because mm-hmm. of the years of therapy to understand you must not compare the woman of your life with the other woman of your childhood, your mother. If you do that, you lose. Everybody's a different place in your heart. You're right. Just like for you and your father or your husband, make yes. a different room because 
you know, as adults, we're different than as little boys or girls. I agree with you, and I think that's part of the wedding vows, forsaking all others, even though your mother is everything, uh, your father, or your grandfather. You forsake everyone for that one person in your life. They are the one that matters more than anybody, more than your children, more than your parents. Yes. If you don't work together as a couple, then everything falls apart. I encourage all of our moms to read The Conflict. If you are a mother, I think it's an amazing book. If I can just oh. give your mama a plug. Yeah, She's fantastic. <laughs> thank you so, so much. Thank yes, you, Simon. You're this fantastic. Is, well, thank you. I, I'm not fantastic. I'm learning from your mama, though, and from you, <laughs> and from our listeners. So thank you for yes. listening tonight. More of The Rendezvous when we come back. Thanks for listening tonight to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So we had a great show. If you missed any of the topics, simonandangie.com, you can listen back. We were talking about dating someone who drinks when you don't. That applied a lot to you, Simon. Because, yes, uh, indeed. Because yeah, I don't you drink. Don't, you don't drink and you're dating and that happens. Um, also, relationship rules, some crazy ones that people have for you to adhere to. Um, mm-hmm. Asking permission in relationships, which led into... A conversation about being an individual, especially as a woman, and it mm-hmm. led into a conversation about your mother, the renowned feminist Elizabeth, who I admire and adore. Please read The Conflict Thank on you, Amazon, <laughs> iTunes, and all those. Oh, yeah, yeah, if you yeah, have yeah. not, she's fantastic. But Simon, um, we were talking about your mom and the influence that your mother had on the way you view women and relationships, and you had a great quote, uh, your Simon Says. Yeah, Simon says, yeah, thank you so much, Angie, and, and for the kindness for my mother. It's admiration is an expression of love. When you admire, when you look up to your partner, that's a sign of love. Now, looking down is nothing but a sign of hate. Looking up is a sign of love. So don't forget, admiration is an expression of love. So thank you for that. That's a great Simon Says. So make sure, like we said, check out simonandangie.com if you want to hear back any of the shows. Also on the FYI channel is In Bed with Simon, where yes. you do this on TV, basically. Yes, exactly, with couples on the bed. Uh, no menage à trois, just a conversation. If you missed <laughs> the past episodes, there's a lot of lately of this or that, like sexy or sleazy, hot or not, and this and okay. that. Go check it out, simonandangie.com. I do love that show. And also on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Simon and Angie as well. Thank you so much for being with us tonight on The Rendezvous. We will chat with you tomorrow. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.